0: Welcome again to another episode of the Ryan Show. I'm of course Ryan, and um, first and foremost, my thoughts and prayers are with the family of Eliza Fletcher. Um, she uh, died way too young, way too young, and everything. So
1: today's episode is about Eliza Fletcher
0: and the on the ongoing. In terms of victim blaming Eliza Fletcher, blaming Eliza Fletcher, and um, not holding the guy accountable. Um, As many of you guys know, I'm the son of a former University of Memphis employer. My mom worked at the University of Memphis, Joyce Hancock, that is. She worked there for 34 years. Um, So, when I was a kid, she worked from like five in the morning to one in the afternoon. So uh, she would have to get up at like three thirty, four o'clock in the. Morning. She would get up at three thirty, four o'clock. And I remember the route that she took to get to the campus. I grew up in Orange, Man. Grew up right off of Bear. My mom would go up bearing all the way around. To, um where Barren, it changed over to Radford. Uh, she would go over to Barron then she would make a left onto Prescott. Then Prescott changed over to Radford. Radford, she would go up to Radford, go around Radford over to uh, to where Highland is. South Highland was, and then Highland all the way over to um, to uh, southern and southern became Walker, etc but one of the things that I, uh, I I didn't really understand until years later was the fact that my mom um when she would park at the university at five in the morning 430 in the morning 4.45 45 in the morning my mom would park in this large parking lot and this large parking lot is on Central Avenue between Zach curlin and Patterson Patterson is where uh, Patterson isn't really where the university campus stops but it's kind of like the main like and I'm just setting it up you know for years the campus was like in a big like a square Central, Walker, Zach Herlin, Patterson. That was kind of like how I always saw it. And then, of course, the university did buy some. You know, uh, you could count Richardson, uh, Richardson uh, Towers, which was right off of Patterson, on Northwood. Um, you could count that, but the basic lay of the land was always central. Patterson, Zach Curling, and um uh, Walker. So here's where I'm going with this. There was a parking lot right on Central Avenue between Zach Curling, where Zach Curlin did in that, and where uh and, uh, and Patterson and DeLoach and Central, they built the hotel, they built the hotel at the corner of Central and DeLoach. Those were houses. They had houses there. They demolished the houses, the university bought the houses. Demolished him and put the hotel there. So, getting back to the store, my mom would always park in this large parking lot. It was well lit, it uh, was well lit and everything. And she always parked there at 4 4.45 4 in the morning. She never parked anywhere but that large parking lot. From what I remember as a kid, after she would clock in, she would clock in, then she would go over to, um, over to her, the building that she was in, which was right near Central Avenue. So here's where I'm going with this. Years later, I realized the reason why my mom parked in that that parking lot was because in the event that something did happen, or um, she could look around her surroundings, she could look to her behind her, she could look to her right, she could look to her left, she could look across Central Avenue and see what was around her, as opposed to you know she could do that in a smaller parking lot, but she couldn't. But she wouldn't have like the right her view her view her vantage point would be different if it was a smaller parking lot. Smaller parking lots were well, in Zach Curlin, and Zach Curlin was always poorly lit, even though they have cameras now. My mom, never. I never saw my mom park on Zach curl. Never. Unless if it was the daytime. What I realized was, and I put myself in this situation as a guy, if this was me, I could probably park right there on Zach Curl. No one's going to basically fuck with me. They would have fucked with my mom. That was when I recognized my male privilege. Um, and, and, and I know for a fact that if a guy had been messed with on Zach Curlin and Central jogging at 4.30 in the morning, no one's going to no say, well, what was he wearing? What was he doing? What was he doing out there at 4.30? But we will do this if this is a woman. Warm- Eliza Fletcher was a Boston Marathon trained runner. She was a trained runner. She was doing everything right. Where she was abducted at Central and Zach Hurling is in the same block as um, the earthquake center, which is right there at, uh, it's right before you get the ground Field. The next street after Zach Curlin is Grandview Street. And the next street after Grandview, it's Goodland. So there is nothing that's open that she could have ran to. If she was getting if, if she was on Poplar, she would have probably would have, she would have probably gotten away safely. I know this because. I know here in New Orleans, and I talked about this this morning. on On my on, uh, I did a Twitter, I did a video, and I shot it. I put it on Twitter. I talked about uh, what a friend of mine, Kara, uh, said. She was asking, "Where what are some some of the safest places to go for a walk?" And the first thing I thought of was the stretch of St. Charles from Jackson. All the way to Carrollton. If you notice. Everything from the 2200 block of St. Charles. All the way up. To Carrollton. Most of it is residential. Therefore. um, If something does happen. To you. If a woman did. If if something happened to a woman. From the 2200 block of St. Charles. All the way up to the uh, 78, 76, 7700 block of St. Charles, what are places she's going to be able to run to to get help? The McDonald's on St. Charles is 24 hours, but at, at a certain time, they close the um, the lobby. The Fresh Market, I think, closes at 10. St. Charles Discount at Della Chase and St. Charles it's closed around, oh, shit. I think they they closed at 11. The only way she would get help is if she ran to the hospital, which is one. If she was in the 33, 3400, the 3400 block of St. Charles, she would have to run to the hospital. She would have to run to the hospital, run over to Turo, which is one block over. If she's at Della Chase in St. Charles. She can't go to Fat Harry's because they close it. If if she was if um, she was jogging at 6.30 in the morning, she can't go to Fat Harry's. She can't go to um, Superior. She can't go to New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. But if this but in turn in my case if I'm jogging along St. Charles Avenue at 4 5 at o'clock in the morning, the odds of me being harassed is very minuscule, very minuscule. And you don't believe me? 65% of women have been subject, subject to street harassment. Seven in 10 have been victims of sexual assault. And every time we have these conversations, every time something like this happens, the first question is, oh, what was she wearing? She wore that so she deserved to get fucked with. That's not how this works. That's not how this is supposed to work. What's supposed to work is like this. Okay, you saw a pretty woman jogging. You might look for a second. Okay? Okay. After you look for that split second, you keep it moving. You keep it moving. It's just like when you're in a bar. If a woman has a book out, and a lot of women, they bring books to the bar. Or they'll have, like, headphones on. And I've seen this happen numerous times. They have, like, some headphones headphones on. And... What they do, what, what I didn't realize is that they used it as a they use headphones as a way for them to not be bothered while they're at the bar. So if you see a woman with some headphones on, guess what? It's a universal sign of don't talk to them. There are numerous women that I have wanted to talk to at bars. But if they have some headphones on, if they're reading a book. I'll probably say, ask them what they're reading. If they have, if they don't have their headphones on. If they don't want to be bothered, I'm gonna keep it moving. Because, and I always talk about this. I said in the military, like it's sort of like in the military. They teach everyone in the military to treat each gun like it's loaded. Every woman, on a daily basis, they have to treat. Every man like that could be their assailant. Even if they've known the person for years. I remember talking about this with my homegirl Jazz. I say, Jazz, you may know, you've known me for years. You don't put anything past, me. any, you don't be shocked or surprised if a guy friend you know isn't some dude, does some foul shit. Because you never know how dark the dark side is. You never do. The fucked up part about this is that everyone wants to sit and try to codify and I wouldn't say coddle. Everyone wants to sit and coddle this dude, Cleota Amstel, saying that this dude was a predator. And people are like, well, that's those are the wrong choice of words. Well, here's the here, well, what do I want to say today? I'd rather call him a murderer, a lowlife, scumbag, son of a bitch, motherfucker. Those are the words I want to use as well. We can't coddle what this dude did. He's the villain in this. Eliza Fletcher is not the villain in this. She's not. This woman chose 4.30 in the morning to run because she is a teacher. And a lot of teachers have crazy hours. They they have to be at school at like 6 o'clock, 6.30. So when she would have been done with her run, let's say she would have got done with her run around like 5.30 in the morning. Five thirty morning. Get done with the run. You take a shower. Get dressed. You head over to school. Your school starts at seven o'clock, so you have to be there like at six o'clock. Six o'clock, six thirty. So your school, like your school, starts at seven o'clock. By like seven thirty, kids start coming in. You got to take roll and all that shit. That's what a teacher. You know, that's really basically how a teacher's morning is. So, people saying that she should have did it in the daytime. She probably she couldn't do it in the daytime. She was at, she's at school. But more importantly, if she had time to do it in the night, at night, guess what would have happened? You, she would have still had to safeguard herself to the nth degree because she's a woman. As a guy, even though we've had the stuff that happened to Ahmaud Aubrey, Ahmaud Aubrey. As a black guy, I will tell you this, even though there are instances where black men jogging in a neighborhood has caused some concerns from the Karens, I will say this. How many times have you seen a black man or just a man in general get abducted or kidnapped at 430 in the morning? jogging you don't see that shit you don't hear you've heard you do hear stories about women getting mad at a man for turning down their event for turning down their advances but that's very few that's uh, far that's very few and far in between okay you do hear stories like that however every time a woman is at a bar And a guy tries to get her number. She has to politely turn him down. She has to also, once she leaves the bar, and I know this because I go to Eagles quite often, she has to worry, is this dude going to follow me home? At my job, uh, what I do at WTUL, I did a midnight to 3 a.m. show, three-hour show during the summer. I can't tell you how many times I I can't tell you how many times I talked about this and just use that as an example. Anytime I will ride my bike down for Red Street and for Red from like I say for Red all the way till you get to Jefferson, it's pretty poorly lit. Like from Jefferson on back over to Tulane University to uh to uh Tulane University. It's pretty poorly lit. but I can ride my bike down Forette Street and nobody bothers me. Same way with Nashville Avenue Nashville Avenue from Forette on down to St. Charles. It's poorly lit. but I don't have, only thing I really have to worry about is am I gonna hit a pothole? I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm gonna be sexually assaulted or abducted. No one's going to bother me. So, guys, men, I'm talking to men. I'm not talking to women. But I'm talking to men. And I'm going to tell y'all this. Y'all always want to ask me, what was this woman wearing when she got abducted or kidnapped or sexual assault? Here's the thing. Instead of asking the woman what she was doing, why don't you ask the guys what they were doing? Why don't you hold your homies in check when they do some foul shit? Instead of sweeping it under the rug and be like, yo, man, I know this guy. He's a good dude. He won't do any of this shit. Motherfucker, that's bullshit. You want to know why it's bullshit? Because you never know how dark the dark side is. That's all I got to say, folks. Let me tell you this. NYFT, manage your freaking transportation. It's the busy season Make sure you haul at my Aunt Mandy for all your transportation needs on both sides of the river, whether it's for the Saints, two-lane games, whether you need a ride to the airport, union, st- uh, union uh, passenger terminal, or you just need just solid transportation services. Contact my Aunt Mandy at Amanda Suspended on Twitter, NYFT mandy's your freaking transportation that being said thank you for your time this time and until next time we will see you down the road